What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say, uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, it is your boy back at it again. Welcome to another edition of Rico Report brought to you by You Know Who is the Buffalo Fanatics. Let's go, folks. Welcome to Tuesday evening. Yes, it's a little later than I normally know. I normally rock with you guys, but you know what? Family always comes first. You guys already know what that is. And especially with the young one, his nap time is changing. I don't know if it's because the kids are now off of school and they're they're changing things up. He doesn't want to go to bed like he naturally does. So uh, guess what? Daddy's got to put him in bed and uh, he likes to cut a little bit. So we have to cut. Uh, but uh, other than that, we're good to go. How is everyone doing? How's everybody shaking out this rough time? Uh, by the way, I give a shout out to all you Americanos watching. It is your uh, your Fourth of July, your Happy Independence Day. So I hope you guys are spending a great time with family, barbecue, and all that good stuff. And um, I'm gonna tell you, I don't know about you guys, but uh, we had our Canada Day. We call it Canada Day um, on the first of July. So it's always a few days before you guys. And I'll tell you, man, it did not feel like a, a Canada Day. It didn't feel like. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a celebratory day. I don't know if there was if it was the mood, whether it was a timing, people's busyness. I have no idea, but it just it didn't feel like it. So did did it feel like an Independence Day for you guys? Did did it feel like a all right, we can party? If it did, good for y'all. But if it didn't, if you didn't get that vibe that you know what I mean, like that, I mean that celebratory mode. Tell me why. Like why why didn't it feel that way? Got it for us, it's just it was just, I don't know, maybe it was the weather for us, man. It's been raining and just like, you don't feel like kind of rocking out. Uh, but funny story. Uh, we, uh, well, I live in a pretty decent neighborhood, a very nice neighborhood. I'm not gonna say decent, a very nice neighborhood. Neighbors are friendly. Uh, for those that don't know, I moved into a new province uh, a couple years back. So we've, we've established ourselves. We're pretty, pretty good out there. And somebody wanted to do uh, fireworks and uh, for the kids and all that stuff, reached out. We have like a, a neighborhood Facebook group or whatever. So I said, like, hey, man, I'm rocking out with some fireworks. If y'all want to come through, come through. So everybody did. Everybody brought our kids, and we bring lawn chairs, and we're, we're going on, and buddy started letting them things go. Pop off, pop off, pop off. Having a good time. Until one of them decided to go from upright to leaning sideways. And your brain doesn't quite work as quickly because you start realizing something. And I'm like, wait a minute now. That's going to start firing at the children. Lo and behold, that thing leaned over. Pop, 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 pop. And it's popping all over the place. Children scattered everywhere. Uh, it was a sight to see. It was a, definitely a sight to see. Uh, everybody, I mean, I think there was a couple bruises from people tripping all over, but everybody got out there unscathed. But what a time. It all it just reminded me of, uh, of, uh, of Pierre Paul, Jason Pierre Paul. You know what I'm saying? Trying to fix it. Probably something leaned over and he went to try to fix it before it leaned over and pof, blew off his fingers. So now he's he's in a three-point stance, literally. <laughs> he's in a literal three-point stance. You know what I'm saying? So uh, shout out to Jason Pierre-Paul. He's still in the league doing his thing. But uh, yeah, man. So happy Independence Day to everybody. Hope you guys are spending a great time. So um, I got a little show for you tonight. Uh, we are in the season of trying to create content. Uh, in these in these moments of uh, of, uh, of 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 dryness, we're in a we're in a dry season of football. So uh, hopefully we can make it together. We got a few more weeks until they're back in camp, training camp, and all that good stuff, and we'll get right to it. Uh, shout out to everybody in the room right now. Kim Betts, I see you, Kim. 
Bat Conquer. What's up, Bat? Bing, biggity, bing. I see you, my G. Capo's in the building. Brian Frieda, Billy Scott. Tighten, tighten up, Billy Scott. I see you, bro. Uh, are you feeling better? I'm feeling better. The back is better, but I had to get... Um, I don't know if you guys can probably see it. My my, my chin's a little swollen. I had the dental work done. And uh, my man's... My man put it, put the work in on the job, so I'm a little uh, I'm a little sore and tender, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna rock it we're gonna rock it like we normally do. But anyways, um, before we get into the chatter and all the the good stuff, uh, I mean, I I'd, I'd like to say that we are over. Yeah, it's because it's Tuesday. Yeah, it is probably because it's Tuesday. It's weird. I don't know for you guys. It's weird. It was a Saturday for us for Canada Day. Like I I bet it was a Saturday for crying out loud. You think that would be, you know, what I mean, you'd be really ready to rock, but the vibe wasn't there. The vibe wasn't there. But anyway, I appreciate you. What's up, Dan Brown? I see you, bro. So, so I think we're all done with the whole, you know, what I mean, Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen fiasco and what potentially went down and why was Stefan in his in his ways or in his mood, and we all had our speculations as to why, right? But uh, when it really comes down to it. I don't think we're ever going to find out why. That's just the way Bill's organization rock. They don't, there's a lot, a lot of information that gets out. And if we do get information, you know what I'm saying? You do what you can with it, right? And you just kind of report it and go from there. Um, but uh, there's, there's a clip that's going on out the league, around the league right now of Josh Allen on uh, the, I think it's the Bussin, I think it's the Bussin podcast. And if, I, if I'm not getting it right, Forgive me, um, but um, he was on the Bussin podcast, and uh, I guess the million dollar question was, "Yo, what's up with Stefan Diggs?" And you know, what I mean, how did it go down? And blah 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 blah. So uh, here was Josh Allen's response, and uh, the question to you guys is: believable or nah? There's something behind that. What do you think? Stefan Diggs stuff going on. Can you talk about your relationship with him? The media has blown this so far out of proportion. I love him. That's my guy. We are in minicamp. Mm-hmm. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. Coach asked him to, to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. Media just blew it up. They're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. It was not a big deal. AFC Championship game, and he, you could see he's getting like, he's being dramatic. You're sitting there looking at the tablet, ripping through whatever. He I will is. say this. Steph, Steph is hyped up on game days. He'll yell at me for good. He'll yell at me for bad. Like, and I, I want that from him. I want him to tell me what's going on. But again, like, when things are going good, he's yelling at somebody because he's hyped up and he wants to see somebody do something. It is what it is. He's one of the best receivers in the game. That's my brother right there. I freaking love him. And everything else that's behind us, and we're moving forward. He's right. We are moving forward. We definitely are. I think we're we're all ready for a training camp to happen. However, I mean, I, I might as well just I mean, I might as well just say that. But uh, you can't say it ain't a big deal. People are making they're blowing this out of proportion, and we probably are. You know, say media and 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 content creators are probably blowing this out of proportion. However, when you say it's nothing, ah, oh, but it is something. It is something because. Nobody wants to, what are you working out? We need to, we're working things out. What are you working out? We, you, you went all off season without talking to each other. And that's just what happens in the off season. Everybody goes to vacation, hang out with their families, and they come back for OTAs if you so choose to, right? What are you working out? You just came back from, for OTAs. It was day one. What is there to work out? 
Or is it because you guys never actually worked anything out from the last season and it lingered into this season and you're trying to figure things out then? So you can't say, oh, we're just trying to, I mean, everybody should be coming back happy, go lucky, getting ready to get back, get after it. But in this case, there's still a little something there. Now, could it be nothing? It probably is. You know what I'm saying? Are they over? Probably. Most likely. However, I ain't buying all that, right? And then when they asked him about the whole, well, what about the quarterback fiasco when he was, you know, me yelling at you? And he bypassed that like a G. <laughs> he didn't really get into it. He goes, yo, that's my brother, and that's all that is to it. And that's probably it. And is 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 my man Diggs passionate as ever? Absolutely he is. Could it have been just a moment of passion? Yes. Did we blow it out of proportion? Probably. Are they going to get back to it and do what they normally do? Yes. Are we, are we going to talk about it some more? I hope not. And I'm done with it. You know what I'm saying? But it was a clip that came up today, and I had to bring that up. Uh, but I found that interesting when he says, uh, well, this, we got to work things out. Man, this, what is that to work out? We just, got, we just got back. We just got back. We're supposed to be, you mean, in the good times. And then we're, 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 I'm not even worried about it. I'm not even worried about it. But anyway, so folks, uh, let's get into why we are here. The AFC. Last year was supposed to be a gauntlet, and uh, and uh, we're we're about to we're about to go through it again. Our our schedule doesn't give us a, an easy schedule. It's obviously going to be a tough schedule once again. And you know what? You gotta you gotta have those tough schedules in order to to make sure that uh, you know what I'm saying you're ready for the competition come playoff time. If you're playing a whole bunch of cupcakes. And then once the playoff time comes around, you, you bow out like the freaking Vikings. Then, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Vikings had a decent record. But, I mean, if you look about who they played, I mean, there weren't a, there weren't a whole lot of dogs on that, on that, you know what I'm saying, on that schedule. And then when they really got to playing against a dog, they got, they got beat down. And they got sent packing. It was a joke of a performance for them, just like the performance was, was for us against the Bengals. Right? So, uh, but... Nonetheless, it's very uh, it's very apropos for for me to 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 touch on this topic, and uh, and I, I went through it and I was like, I mean, I could just say the whole AFC is obviously tough. We know that, but ranking them from fifth, and I and I could have chose you know I mean, top ten teams, but you know I'm gonna choose five to make it a little challenging, and I'll, I'll I'll let you guys have the team that is honorable mention, the honorable mention team, right? Uh, but every one of these games and every one of these teams that I put on this list are going to be a challenge for us, are going to be a challenge for us. And uh, I'll give you a hint. We play two of the teams on this for sure. And I'm just kind of going through the list here. Um, yeah, we play four. We play five. <laughs> we play five of these teams. I think we play all five of them. So it'll be great. It'll be great. So except for one team that we don't play. So, um, but yeah, we play four of the five teams that are on my list. So we are about to find out how I have these guys ranked. And if you guys are rocking with me, you guys let me know. Let me get my notes ready because I have them in my phone. Give me uno momento. And uh, hopefully I didn't lose it. It would be a shame if I did. So hang tight. All right. And it, oh, there we are. There we are. Okay, I found him. I found him. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. So um, let's start off with number four. Let me look. Let's start off with number five. All right. So 
this team here, I mean, to me, it made it made all the sense to have this team as number five. And uh, this is a team that is on the rise. And this is a team that we are going to see uh, this year. And uh, listen, let, let me get right to it, man. Let me get right to it. It's the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are, are they are going to pose a big threat to the Bills. Why? I mean, listen, let me let's let's just go. Let's rewind. Let's go back in time. Right. First, the wild card game. Although we had some guys banged up, although we were coming off of a, a, a very uh, tumultuous year with all the things in the all of the all anything you can name. We went through now. I'm not one for excuses. I hate the excuses. If we lose, we lose. I hate to bring things up, but it is what it is. There were a few things that affected the team along the way, right? But I'm I'm of a mindset and I'm of a of a mentality of f all the things that are happening when you're in the moment right now on the field. None of that stuff that happened before should play play a factor. You're in the game right this second. Let's roll, right? And that's the way I look at it. And maybe we just ran out of gas. Maybe that's the case, or we just freaking got outplayed. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. But nonetheless, the Miami Dolphins in that wild card game really brought it to us, man. And they didn't, it's not like they had a full roster. They were they were down to their, their third string quarterback in Skylar Thompson. And Skylar Thompson nearly led this team back into contention and in trying to take steal this game from the Bills, the heavily favored Bills. I mean, that, that game wasn't supposed to be as close as it was, but it happened to be. And these Dolphins were without their starting quarterback, their leader, and Tua Tungavailoa. So having Miami at the number five spot is very much apropos because not only have they upgraded their run game, they've added some speed, some dynamic abilities with, uh, I believe, uh, uh, who did they they grab? Uh, Not Jameer Gibbs, but Acne, Devin Acne. Um, so he's got the, the ability to stretch the field. He's got the speed galore. They got Raheem Monster coming back. So that run game is going to be problematic for the Bills. And we have our moments of letting things slip by, uh, losing focus, not tackling well. So a lot of those things play a factor in why this team is going to be a thorn in our side and one of the top teams uh, to beat. So the Miami Dolphins have, have upgraded defensively. They've brought in Jalen Ramsey. That that totally changes the makeup of your defense. Not only did they bring in Jalen Ramsey, they have a new uh, defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is a very good defense, a defensive coordinator. Now, it's not like the Bills have had issues with Vic Fangio before. We've played a Vic Fangio defense before, and we lit them up. <laughs> so it's not like we're sitting there like, oh, my gosh, they've got a new coordinator. What are we going to do? No, no, no. We've handled this before. The difference now is he's got a roster full of some dogs on that squad. Xavier Howard, you've got Ramsey on both sides. It, it, it is tough. You got Christian Wilkins going in as a vet. You got Phillips that's up and coming. They've got some players on that squad. They, you mean they Bradley Chubb? Uh, they brought him in, so he's going to be one year into this this defense. So he's going to be screaming off that edge. So they got Phillips. They've got uh, they've got Chubb. They've got uh, Wilkins in the middle. That's a that's a solid defense. That's a solid defense. And offensively. Obviously, you got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's the one-two punch right there. I don't know if there's any if there's a, a one-two punch better than that one right there in terms of the speed, in terms of the fear that they 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 possess and they bring forth. Our every defense is going to have to answer for that speed. So the Miami Dolphins to me 
showing up number five on that list. I think it's perfect just because we split the season one and one. And then we went into the regular season with them nipping at our, at our heels. So they're very close in, in kind of shortening the gap between the competition and how they're going to do against us. So to me, the one of the, the biggest teams that, that pose a, a threat to the Bills are the Miami Dolphins at number five. I think that's uh, I think that's that's that fits well. And I think that's where they, they should sit. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how they play this year with a new defensive coordinator with some new pieces on defense. And uh, they're going to be bringing it. They're going to be bringing it. And there is some video that's out there that I really don't like. I'm not a fan of it at all. But uh, my guy, Deion Dawkins, I don't know if this was just a little promo or he's just having fun. I'm sure he was just having fun. It is always having fun. But he also gave ammunition to the Miami Dolphins. So when they play us, they got bulletin board material. And uh, for those that are not sure what I'm referring to, uh, if you go on, it's not going to take too much long, too much time for you to look at it when the show's all done. But Deion Dawkins went to a sporting goods store. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he was in Buffalo. And uh, my man saw Miami Dolphins T-shirts and jerseys hung up. And he started unhooking them and saying, what the heck is this? Throws it on the floor. Unhooks another one on the floor. Grabs a Tua to Vailunga. He's got, he's got a, Tua, a Tua jersey. Drops it on the floor. So, hey, man, I'm just saying, folks, uh, it's not, it's not, that's not the type of stuff that we want out there. You know what I'm saying? But it is. It's out there, and they're definitely going to use that as momentum. And when they play us, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, they're going to play this all over social media, and they're going to they're gonna be like, all right, here it is. I'm going to make you buy this jersey. You're going to wear this jersey. You feel me? So he, we are where we are. So we'll see how that plays out. But uh, yeah, folks, that's the, that's the, that to me, Miami Dolphins sit at number five and uh, they're, def- they're definitely going to be extra motivated to, uh, to take us down uh, this coming year. So uh, look out for the Miami Dolphins because uh, that's going to be, a, that's going to be a very big problem. Uh, moving on. Who is the number four team? Who do you think I have as the number four top threat? to the Bills this offseason. I'm curious as to what you guys are thinking. I'm curious as to how you guys how you guys view the the AFC and who poses the biggest challenge to us. Um because I mean there's some really good teams out there. The the freaking Jacksonville Jaguars are a team that you got to you got to chill out and watch out for. Offensively they're a good team. You got the, you mean the L.A. Chargers? The L.A. Chargers should be out there. The New York Jets should be out there. I mean, so who do you think I have as my number four team? Could it be the Baltimore Ravens with the additions that they've made? Um, so let's see who we have at number four. So the number four team that I have as one of the bigger threats to the Bills this coming offseason is none other than the New York Jets. And to me, this New York Jets is, 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 I mean, listen, if you really want to think about it, they were one piece away from really being a competitor and making the playoffs. Had they had a competent quarterback, a healthy quarterback at the realm under center, I think they make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs. And uh, I think there are going to be a problem for the Bills. This, this Jets team added a boatload of players. And the most the, the key significant player they've added, obviously, is Aaron Rodgers. 
Now let's let's go back in time. We played the Jets twice. We lost once where they absolutely figured us out offensively. And we just could not really get the ball rolling. We couldn't get the ball rolling. Offensively, we just weren't working. We had two offensive touchdowns, and they both came from the hands of Josh Allen, but on the ground, but on the ground. So nothing in the air. So we weren't even able to attack these guys in the air because they just, they had our number. They, they, the game plan was solid. So how does it, how do they present as a tough foe, uh, tough enemy, tough uh, uh, opponent this year? Well, guess what? You've got a healthy uh, coming back from injury um, in Brees Hall. So Brees Hall is going to give them that rushing attack. Not only do they have Brees Hall, they got Michael Carter that's on our squad. So they're going to do it. Uh, they got reigning offensive rookie of the year in Garrett, Garrett Wilson. Wilson's returning to that to that squad. Uh, they brought in Alan Lazard. So they've got a high-powered offense with a quarterback that's competent, that's been in the game, that's seen multiple defenses. He's going to have this team correct. Now, most folks are saying, well, hold on now. You've got, a, you've got a new quarterback coming to a new team. He's got to get used to the new system. He's got to get used to his players. You're absolutely right. But the one thing that you're not right about, for those that are making this point, is that he's got to get used to a new offense. Heck, no, he does not. Because he's got his old offensive coordinator uh, back with him from the Green Bay days uh, in Nathaniel Hackett. So Hackett is going to be out there calling plays that Aaron Rodgers is very familiar with. And uh, he's going to get his numbers. He's going to get his numbers. He's going to do well. Um, I right now still have us losing to this team uh, week one. I don't want to. I don't want it to happen, but I just feel it is going to happen. But uh, we'll we'll uh, it's going to be really fun to see how this how this plays out. But this this team, this is a good roster. If you guys are thinking that oh, just Jets, don't worry about the Jets. Now this is a solid roster, a very good roster defensively. They're solid, man. Uh, Trey Williams. What's up, Trey? Trey says, oh, Joe Marino went over the Jets roster. He and Kyle Krabs said this is Rogers' second best roster ever. Listen, and they're not wrong. And I almost bumped these guys up. I almost bumped the Jets up because the way they played us last year, even when we won somewhat convincingly last year, they still gave us, they still gave us fits. You know what I'm saying? So imagine them with a competent quarterback, with a, an offensive coordinator that they're very aware of, they're going to be a problematic team. So to me, I have the Miami Dolphins as number five. I have the Jets as, as the number one, uh, excuse me, as number four option. And uh, it's just, they're just, they're just well run from GM to head coaching. You know what I'm saying to, to the veteran players that they brought on this team, this defense is going to be Quinton Williams is going to be getting after it. Uh, you got sauce Gardner going into his second year. Whitehead is back there. Uh, Mosley. That's a that's a dog of a defense. That's a dog of a defense. You got Jermaine Johnson coming off the screaming off the edge going into his second year. They've got some players on that squad. And you got to give them respect. You got to give them respect and they're going to be bringing it to the they're going to be bringing it to the Bills because look think about it. We got a quarterback now. We were ready to whoop your ass twice. You know say we stole one from y'all and you came back and got one. Imagine if we had a quarterback that was good enough, and we we beat you with freaking with with Zach freaking Wilson. I mean, for crying out loud! So imagine now that we have a damn Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's roll. So they're coming in with the utmost confidence into this year, thinking 
and confidently thinking, yo, we can get we can get the Bills twice. Yes, they're great. Yes, they're solid offense. But yeah, we got it. We got a squad now. We got a team. We got a quarterback. And that's what makes all of the difference in this situation. So let's let's go, man. This is gonna be fun. So to me, I see this as as the number four, the number four team that is gonna that's gonna give us fits, that's gonna give us problems. And I see that some people are not worried about these Jets. My man GW says, yo, Rico lays in bed at night wondering if the Bills will make the playoffs this season. It's not like that, man. It's not like that at all. It's just you got to be real. I'm not going to sit here and be a homer and say, we're going to go 17-0. and 0. We're going to go 13-3. and 3. No, no. Listen, I, I don't think you guys understand. when. That's why you got to give respect to teams like the Chiefs. You got to give respect to teams like the Patriots that every single year, you're going to get everybody's best. And I use the Patriots as the best as because they got seven rings for crying out loud. Well, Tom Brady does, right? But they got six rings with that with us, with uh, within the AFC going against the AFC East, and they got the best of the Bills every time. Although it may not have been good product, but they got the very best from the Bills. They got the very best from the Dolphins. The Dolphins always matched up well against them. Like every team that played the Patriots, because you hate to love them. You know what I'm saying? Nobody likes the Patriots, but you you always respected them, and you came with your best. And these guys, year in, year out, always put a great product together and won games. So we are at a point where we are significantly better than we've been in the past. And we've been obviously successful, three straight division titles. So we've got we've got a little something under our belt. And they're ready to say, I don't care. We do not care is what they're saying. So they're going to be coming after us. So is it a matter of me being shook? Heck no. It's a matter of showing respect. It's a, it's a respect thing because those boys are going to be bringing it. They ain't going to stop, and they're going to be bringing it, and uh, we better be ready. We better not go in there like some of the, some of the fans that I see saying, hey, they, it ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Aaron Rodgers is over the hill. <laughs> you know what I mean? They said the same thing about Tom Brady when he went to Tampa, and guess what? He won one with Tampa over the hill. You know what I'm saying? So I ain't buying that. So to me, uh, they pose a big threat. And I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup uh, with the with the Bills and the Jets Week One. Should be fun. So to me, I got the number four team as the New York Jets. So if I got the I got number four being the Jets, who's number three? Who do y'all think? And I don't want to say who do you think I have. Who do you guys think is the number three team that that poses a threat to the Bills? That poses a, a big threat to us and if 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 we re, if we play this team, boy is gonna go down to the wire. And uh, the team that I have here, it's gone down to the wire in many games that we played this team. We're matched up very well, and sometimes you could even argue that it can go, it can go back and forth. It can go back and forth. So um, I've got Bills Mafia says uh, we're giving the Jets too much credit. See, this is this is where I I, I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree, and. Bills, my and I hope and I hope this doesn't have to happen. But if I come back, I'm waiting for you know, what I'm saying Bills, my folk to be like, Yo, Rico, you were right, man. Like, this team is legit. This is a good team. Now, the great thing about this situation is I don't want to have to do that. But the great thing about this is we have a damn good roster, too. We have guys that are coming back. So, as good as these guys are, we're we're just potent, you know, what I'm saying, and we have a little we have a little something behind our back with great coaching great GM 
I mean, all the things I named about some of these teams that we are about to face, we have that answer. So do I worry about these other teams? I don't worry so much, but I respect what they bring to the table. So that's what it is. So number three, we're on to number three. Who is the number three biggest threat uh, to the Bills and, and potentially knocking them down, knocking them off, and, and really being a problem for us? Who do you guys think I have at number three? And who, do you guys, who would you guys think would sit at number three? Because right now I've got the the I've got the Jets at number excuse me the Miami Dolphins at a five I've got the the Dolphins at four who do you, who do I have at three well one person has get has guessed it I got the Ravens man I got the Ravens at three some might think I'm tripping yo how you have the Ravens what are you thinking well let me tell you folks the Ravens defensively are built very well. They're built very well. They've added some 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 significant pieces uh, to their squad, but defense you always know will will always do well. They've got a defensive coach, so you know for a fact that they're always going to be ready to go. But it's what they did on the offensive side of the ball that's got that's got me saying, "Holy, you better hold on a second now." First of all, Lamar Jackson is going to be healthy. Lamar Jackson has got a fat ass contract under his belt. So he's taken care of. He can now say, all right, let's play ball. But not only do they have Lamar Jackson back, but they got Gus Edwards is going to be returning, which is a bulldozer of a, of a running back. Uh, you've got OBJ coming off. Now, listen, we're not getting, you know I mean, in his prime OBJ. And I got to keep it, I got to keep it funky. We're not getting in his prime OBJ, but we're coming, we're getting, an OBJ that is motivated as ever, right? He's got, he's in a new scenario. Uh, he's in a prove it deal with the Ravens. So he's got everything on the line to make sure that he can prolong his career to show that he's not washing. He ain't done. You feel me? So to me, having OBJ on that squad, now you got Andrews, you got Isaiah Likely, you've got Zay Flowers. That's going to be a problem. Zay Flowers route running ability. Zay Flowers' quickness is going to, his separation, his ability to separate is going to give defenses fit. So Lamar Jackson, I mean, I, I over, I read this article where Lamar was like, yo, I'm trying to throw for 6,000 yards. Now that means they got a new, I mean, listen, offensive coordinator, they got a new uh, car coordinator, and I believe in Todd Munkin. So Munkin is an extremely different coordinator uh, than Greg Roman. Roman was all about the tight ends and running that rock, and you respect it. But now we got we got to be in a league where you got to throw the rock. You got to be able to throw the rock. And the one thing that the Ravens Ravens fans have been just complaining about is that give Lamar his weapons. Give Lamar weapons, man. Every other team has got their weapons, and all Lamar has is Andrews, and it's evident that's all he's got. So when you look back and realize, okay, hold on a second now, the Ravens made some some moves this year. So I'm looking at these Ravens as, as, a, as a problematic team, especially, you know what I'm saying, with motivated receiving core. And this is a passing league. So you got Zay Flowers, you got OBJ, Isaiah Likely, Andrews. Uh, you've got, um, uh, you've got like two other first, uh, former first, Rob Bateman, Rashad Bateman. Uh, and I'm, I'm missing one, one other receiver that's, uh, that's been up there. So they've got a slew of receivers on that squad. So, now it's just a matter of them putting it together. Now, and I, I take the Ravens because just last year, 
we played the Ravens and we we got out of that. We snuck we snuck by them with a nice defensive play at the end of the game to seal it with an interception. But those boys were moving. They were moving that ball and they play as tight every time. Uh, and the fact that now my man has receivers, he doesn't have to force feed Andrews. He can actually spread the football around. That could be a very dangerous Lamar Jackson with this Ravens team. So this Ravens, um, and some some folks might not see them as a, a threat to the Bills. I think they they probably see other guys that are up there. Um, so we'll see how this plays out, man. I mean, they could still some they still have the ability to add some pieces. I mean, Dalvin Cook is still out there. Maybe they add Dalvin Cook to that to that mix and changes everything about that. Maybe D Hop unsigned D Hop says, you know what? Let me take my chances and go to Baltimore. We'll see. We'll see. But we always play the Ravens very tight. Uh, The Ravens are very good. And uh, I think this is going to be uh, a team that we may not want to see. We may not want to see this team because of, okay, now they got their, their, their receiving core together. So now what do we got? Now, the one thing that I will say is that you got everything's new. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not familiar with everybody. Everybody's not familiar with Todd Monk and the, the new offensive coordinator. So they may take them some time. And this is why I had a hard time because I see the Ravens above the Jets and Dolphins. But then I was like, could it be the Ravens? Maybe I could have took the Jags. Maybe I could have took the Chargers. The Chargers I heavily was thinking about. But I, I like I like where uh, I like where the the where I placed the Ravens. I have the Ravens at number three. Number three, Ravens is the top three threat um in my in my book uh for this upcoming season and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by that and, I, and i'm looking forward to uh not a debate per se because i'm not i'm not debating y'all but if you have a if you have another five that you feel are the the biggest threats listen drop that in the comment section and let's roll all right so it's down to the last two the final two and uh you might be you might be surprised on who i have on the list you might be surprised, but uh, here we are. So you you have an, you have listen, and let me get back. Let me get to the bills first. All right. Let me get to the bills because before I get to these two, I gotta I gotta let people know these bills are nothing to play with either, right? We've got guys that are coming back. I just saw a photo of Von Miller, I guess, training and get back to it. Brother looks swole from toe, from head to toe. You know what I'm saying? He looks like he's ready to go. And physically in top shape. Obviously, we won't know how soon we can get him back. But uh, for the most part, Von Miller could be ready week one. Could be. He's got the potential to be ready week one. Um, but let, let's look at this whole roster altogether because I don't want y'all thinking that I'm like, I'm not, I'm overlooking this Bills team. I highly am not because I know what's what's going on. So first things first, the return of Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. That is, if not the best tandem in the game, it's one of the best. And some can argue that's the best. That's the one. That's number one. That is number one in the game. Mike Hyde, Jordan Poirier. Those two together play well off of one another, right? They know. All right, you going into the box. Okay, I got you. The communication is just a look sometimes. Sometimes it's just a pull of a jersey. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's just, you know what I mean, verbiage. You know what I'm saying? Body language. They just know each other. They looked. They they look the part, they play the part, and that's and that's 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 a huge that's a huge added piece to this defense. This defense doesn't rock as well without those two. And add in Taylor Rapp, that is a tackling 
versatile player, a willing tackler at that. He does not shy away from it. He puts himself in great position, his great awareness, knowing where to be, right place, right time. And uh, listen, and he, he will force the ball out of your hands. So the fact that we've added a third safety that can now be played in all different sets, you know what I'm saying? Nickel packages and dime packages, uh, NASCAR packages. Like it's gonna be fun to see what Taylor Rapp adds to the to the page to this team alongside you know what I'm saying, our two biggest guys, our two biggest guys in Jordan Poirier and Micah Hyde. So shout out to um shout out to those guys. I think they're gonna button up the back of this defense and we're gonna be great. We're gonna be awesome, right? And you move down to the cornerback spot. Trey White, from all, all the indications, are telling us that he's gonna be back to his old self. You know what I'm saying? Back to maybe all pro trade. So that that is an added boost of confidence that we need, we want. So having Trey White back, and now you've got now a huge competition. That's why main camp is going to be amazing. you got competition now between Dane Jackson, Kyer Elam, and Christian Benford. So you know all three of the guys going at it, they're going to make each other better. They're going to make each other better. you got Teron Johnson. Uh, we brought in Dantzler. Dancer is going to be giving, uh, he's going to be putting up uh, some competition. So competition will make us better. So I'm looking forward to that. It's huge. It's massive. Let's go. And then obviously defensive front, we got Puna Ford from free agency. You got Leonard Floyd that, uh, that came in. That's going to be on the edge alongside Von Miller, alongside Greg Rousseau, alongside Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones. Like, listen, we've got a stacked defense. And with defensive coordinator, Sean McDermott running things. That's that that's something to kind of be you mean gleaming about, and that's just the defense side of the ball. That's just the defense side of the ball. You go back to the office. You got the main man number seventeen showing up. James Cook is going to be. I was saying potentially. I don't. I don't think he's going to be leading the way. Uh, I think it's going to be split time right down the middle until Harris takes over in crucial moments. Uh, but this 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 offense is going to be something else. By the way. Uh, uh, Kevy Stewart, Keith Stewart says, don't forget about Puna Ford. Yeah, yeah I mentioned Puna Ford, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver. Yeah, them boys are going to be getting after it, bro. They're going to be getting after it. So it's going to be nice to see. And then on the offensive side of the ball, we added Kincaid. We added uh, uh, offensive guard in Osiris Torrance. So we've we've made some upgrades where we need them to be. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we've got some some off the offensive line, I think, is going to be more gelled. I think it's we're gonna they're going to have a, a whole offseason to really hone in and, and figure each other out, get that chemistry going so we can open up the lanes, not only for the run game, but get these guys ready because that ball's going to be humming from Josh Allen. So we got ourselves a good squad, a good squad, because Lord knows we're going to need that competition. That competition is coming. That competition is coming. So which brings me right back to the number two team. So to me, the number two team that poses the biggest, I mean, that's going to be, that's posing the biggest threat right now. Um, and you guys might say, oh, that's interesting. I would, I would just keep it a keep it a buck, man. Is the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs. And most folks might say, what are you talking about, fam? They just won the damn Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl champs, and you have them as the number two threat. Well, let me tell you, I mean, this one, this one's to me is simple. We match up well against Kansas City. We match up well. I mean, the last time we played Kansas City, we beat them. The last time we had a meaningful game against Kansas City, we took them right to overtime. And we lost in overtime. And it, everyone, their mama knows, we, we had that game won, if not for the stupid 13 seconds. 
So we match up extremely well with the Kansas City Chiefs. And obviously, yes, they're they're one of the best teams in the game. But guess what? We it's about matchup. This this game that we play and that we watch is all about matchups. And I think we match up extremely well against Andy Reid. And um, the fact that we've played them enough times, we we kind of know what to expect. We kind of know what to expect from a guy like Mahomes, where you can't count him on on any play. You got to stay disciplined because he keeps he keeps the play alive. He keeps the play alive, and his his arm is always live. So that is one player that you just can't give up on. You got to keep going until he's all the way down, and you hear that damn whistle because that boy is the truth. He is the truth. So shout out to the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs is the number two team. Uh, defensively, Nick Bolton, um, I think he's a hell of a player. Chris Jones is one of the best defensive tackles. The guy is a absolute problem. Now, did they lose some players? Yes, they did. They lost Frank Clark, older guy, but 35-36. They lost Frank Clark. Um, but for the most part, offensively, you thought they would have took a, a step back when Tyreek Hill left. They only amped up. They, their offense actually even got better. So, and now you bring on some some key acquisitions from from the draft and guys that are going to be stepping the game up for next year. The Chiefs are going to be solid, man. They're going to be solid, and um, I look I look forward to seeing what these guys bring. But we match up extremely well against the Chiefs. We just do, and uh, and I stand on that. And the Kansas City Chiefs, if they play us, it's like they may have a slight edge over us in terms of of matchups because that Andy Reid connection is just, I think Andy Reid is just a much better coach than Sean McDermott. But Sean McDermott knows Andy Reid. So there's going to be some moments where he's got him. But for for the, where if you're looking for the advantage from the Chiefs over the the Bills, it's coaching. It really comes down to coaching because we've been our coach before. We've been our coach before. But Andy Reid is just, he's Andy Reid, man. The guy is just amazing. He's one of the best, if not the best in the game at doing what he does. Doug Peterson is up there as well. Notice how these guys are two offensive coaches. So we'll see how that plays out. But to me, I have the Kansas City Chiefs as the number two threat to the Bills. And last but not least, I'm gonna get right to it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna maybe bore you guys. It's the Cincinnati freaking Bengals as number one. Need I say more? The matchup is terrible. We didn't match up well against them. Defensive coordinator had. Dorsey just trying everything he can in that divisional game, and it just wasn't working out. Defensively, they had us. Offensively, they were moving the ball at will. They ran for over 160 yards rushing. Like, we just had no answer for the Bengals. And if you rewind it to the matchup in during the season when DeMar Hamlin went down, the Bengals still were moving the ball at will and with ease against the Bills. We kind of had us like, holy crow, this is not the way we want this game to go. And then obviously the unfortunate news happened with DeMar Hamlin and the game had to be canceled. But boy, oh boy, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good. We were getting cooked. We thought they were moving the ball up right, F left, center. They were just moving the ball at will and there was nothing much we could do about it. And that took place again in the divisional round. The divisional round was no different. They were moving the ball at will, running the ball with anything they, anything they wanted to do. Like, it just was just too easy. It felt like everything they did was just was elementary. And anything we did, was it just we had to scrape by to make everything work. So to me, it's a matchup issue. I think, yeah, I think they're, 
their, their that three man receiving core was just too much for us. Uh, I think uh, Zach Taylor had these guys ready. Yeah, Zach Taylor had these guys ready. Joe Burrow was ready. And you know what? This plays a part in it a little bit when they they had a sense of motivation because they knew they could have, they could have taken us in the regular season game. And then the whole thing got canceled and everybody's kind of making the thing of like, oh, well, you know, this is going to be it. We're going to find out. Plus, we were at home. You know what I'm saying? So they had a lot to prove. We're going to show you that we are better than you and we're going to whoop your ass at home. So, you know. So and right now, the score still lingers. 27-10. I mean, putting one of the best offenses in the game, only putting up 10 points. That's unheard of. It's actually it's actually it's embarrassing. So we, by all means are a better team. We just didn't show up and we chose the worst day to show up to not show up. And it happened to be a team that matches up well against us. So with the added guys coming back in terms of having obviously Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer a little older, but that's fine. I'm still taking those two no matter what over a lot of people. Then you've got, obviously our running game is going to be something different. We've got a little power game going. I mean, the Bengals lost Samaji Perrine, um, but they, they still have Mixon, but who knows what's going on with Mixon. But that team altogether is solid. That team altogether is solid. So uh, I got the Bengals as number one. And that 27-10 defeat still hurts. That still lingers. And, uh, and the way that the regular season game was going and the way that the postseason game went, that's the biggest threat to us. Now, there are some honorable mentions. And, I, and I'm, I can't leave without saying, you know, I mean, the honorable mention teams. And there's two two teams that stand out is the Chargers and the Jaguars. And those are two teams that we actually play next year. So it's going to be a very good barometer to see where we are at. And uh, it's, it's going to be a tough one. But to me, I'm sitting here looking at the teams that we're going to be playing. And that Cincinnati secondary and that Cincinnati offense is something, man. And a lot of people want to, I mean, I don't see that often people making this, 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 I guess this, this point here, but uh, Adam one thirty one says Cincinnati secondary is their weakest. We're going to have to score a minimum of 30 points to beat them. And sometimes it's not just about who's, who's in their backfield. It's, it's the chemistry they have with one another. Eli Apple didn't get retained. So he's going to be, he's elsewhere. I don't know if he's still looking for a job or not, but sometimes it's just the coordinator has you guys in the right position. And when you trust in what your coordinator is putting out and when you trust what your coordinator is telling you what's going to happen and he, he's got your game plan tight, as, a, as a, you may be an average player, but if you're right where you're supposed to be because your coordinator put you there, that, that makes all the difference. So um, the Bengals may not have the best secondary, but golly, their defensive coordinator is a good one. He's a good one. And that's a, that's a guy that will probably be a head coach in the next couple of years. If not next year, the year after that. And I'm sure he's going to follow up and have a good year. But uh, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one. I had to go through it, but Cincinnati Bengals are number one. And uh, honorable mention, Jaguars with Doug Peterson as head coach and, and the Chargers. And ironically enough, those are the two teams that faced each other last year and were right down to the wire. The Chargers, to me, should have won that game, no problem. Um, actually, wish they, wish they did. Um, hold on, the Jaguars won that game and the Chargers were, beat, were, were taken out. And I actually wanted the Chargers to play the, the, the Chiefs because they match up better. They match up. They just match up better. So it, it's, it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, all five teams that I named, 
and the the two additional teams, every last one of those guys are gonna give us challenges. And that's just what that's just what this this league is all about, man. Challenges and it's about adjustments. And if we make the right adjustments and we, we go in with the right game plan, bro, we could take any team down, right? Second year is going to be a big one, a big second year for Ken Dorsey, showing us what you can do in your second year. Did you learn from your mistakes? You have your added weapons that have changed the way you want to call your, 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 your sets. So Kincaid being there, Dawson Knox being there. Now you got your two tight ends. What are you going to do with that? You got Damian Harris. You got your power back, an effective power back, seasoned. And then you got James Cook going to his second year. And you got the protection to go along with it. So let's find out how we doing. Let's find out how we doing with that. Shout out to my man, Mike B. Mike B comes in and says, oh, extending Sean McDermott instead of giving him something to work towards earning this season was a big mistake. It was a mistake. Um, I would have waited as well, in my opinion. But I also agree as to why they did it. Because if you think about it, because you got to think of it, you got to think of it this way. What has this coach done for your franchise since he's gotten here? Okay, so he's got five out of six times he's made that he's got this team to the playoffs. That's amazing because if you look prior to that, this team didn't make the playoffs for 17 freaking years, right? 1999 for crying out loud. So it's one of those situations where you got to look at what you got. And look at what you know. I mean, we'll look, we'll look what's out there. You know I mean, a lot of times we make too, too. Our decisions are too rash, too quickly, and we don't realize what we're letting go is what was supposed to be for us. You know what I mean? It, what is the saying? It's not the grass is never greener on the other side. You know what I'm saying? Water your own damn grass. Sometimes you gotta water your own grass and watch your grass. You know I mean, get get flourished and get nice and green and and just healthy. So Pagula was like, I can go out there and do a quarterback. I mean, excuse me, a head coach search. You know what I'm saying? If, if it doesn't work out. But I, I want these guys to work out. They together have built this team to a respectful team. They've built it to a respectful franchise. Why wouldn't I sign them? Why wouldn't I get these guys long-term? So that's the way I look at it. Long-term, I'll bring you guys on. Let's roll. I don't got to look at I'm not looking elsewhere. Who am I going to look for? Another, another reject from a team that's just going to be re- regurgitated around? I mean, like, come on now. I think I think we got some when you something when you got something good, you hold on to it. And I think we do have something good in McDermott. I think McDermott is fantastic. And Brandon Bean is amazing. So keeping those two together, you know you're always going to field a competitive team, no matter what. You always know it. So I'm good with that, man. I'm I'm absolutely good with that. Uh Tanya. Tanya, what's up, Tanya? Tanya Bowman, what's up? She goes, uh, uh beat the Bengals with Lamar and almost beat. Uh, by one mistake with our backup. We almost kept the Bengals out of the playoffs for sure. So uh, so you're a Ravens fan, I'm, I'm assuming, Tanya. Uh, beat the Bengals with Lamar and almost beat uh, beat by one mistake by our backup. Y- you know what? And that's why I have I, I have the Ravens up there. The Ravens, most people must say, oh, I don't know about the Ravens, man. The Ravens play you tough. They play you tough. It doesn't matter who. They will play your ass tough. And the fact that now you've given Lamar his weapons, that he's been clamoring for, has been asking for. The man is an is a former NFL league MVP. League MVP. So you better put some respect on Lamar's name. And now that you've given him some weapons around him, yo, the sky's the limit for the Ravens. That's why I have these guys at number three, which, which then is going to bring me to our next segment, which is who makes playoffs 
because we'll get into that. But anyway, Cincinnati Bengals, number one. That's my number one team. So let's recap uh, who I have as the biggest threat to the Buffalo Bills at number five. At number five, I have the Miami Dolphins. I just think that they've they've made some 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 additions to the squad, and uh, and they're they're coming for us. They definitely are. Uh, we beat them in the division the, the the wild card game last year, but we barely got by them with a third string quarterback. Now we were banged up as well, so were they. Obviously, they're missing their starting quarterback. So I think I feel like they're going to be extra motivated to get that dub and maybe even tw- two dubs and try to get sweep us and take that division. We just can't let that happen. I think we split that that series, but they're going to be extra motivated. Why? Because Deion Doc has decided to give them some bulletin board material by dr- going to a, a, a sporting goods store and yanking off Dolphins jersey and tossing them on the ground, showing mad disrespect. Now, is it fun? Is it competitive nature? Whatever you want to call it, they've got bulletin board material, and they're going to use that. And if we if they come out and they wax us because they got they, they got slightly motivated. You know who to point your finger at, <laughs> my man Dion, because my man Dion is inciting that shit. So, but if you're a true ball player, you could you could incite, you could say all that, you could talk all your ish, defend your turf, defend defend your word. If you feel like man, you trash, and I'm gonna show you, you'll defend it. But you just wrote a check for your team to cash out for you, my man Dion. So hopefully that's that's a that's a nice pen you used to write that check, and you guys cash that bitch out. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So number five, we got the Miami Dolphins. Number four, we got the New York Jets. Need I say more? Solid GM, solid head coach, franchise quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. Uh, guys that are coming back from from being hurt along the year. And uh, listen, they're motivated, man. They took a game from us last year, and they feel that they're they honestly feel that they're on our level. They honestly feel they're on our level. They're in a bigger market. So we, the Bills, are just gonna have to shut that down as best we can. But it. Uh, I think we split the series with them as well. And uh, we go from there, man. So New York Jets, number four. Number three, the Baltimore Ravens. I just spoke about the Ravens. The fact that they've added some pieces on the team. They've got a defensive head coach um, in Harbaugh. And uh, they got rid of they got rid of uh, Greg Roman. You got a new coordinator in Todd Munkin. So uh, you got a new facelift to this team. Quarterback is guy is happy. He's got his contract. And he's got his weapons. So we're going to see what this Ravens team is going to bring this year. It's looking fun. That AFC North is a gauntlet. It always is a gauntlet, and it will continue to be a gauntlet. Even the Pittsburgh Steelers with Mike Tomlin that has never had a losing season is going to be in the fold. So, whoo, that's a tough one, man. Bengals, Pittsburgh, Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. I didn't even bring up the Cleveland Browns. That, that man, that, that North is going to be tough. That North going to be tough, man. Last but not least, uh, we got the Kansas City Chiefs. I got them at number two. The reason being, yes, I know that they've got two Super Bowls under their belt, but we we play them well. We match up well. And the last time, the last two meaningful times we played them, A, we beat them in the regular season, and two, uh, we took them right to the wire in the divisional game. And 13 seconds is what, what, what just kept us out of it. So here we are. So I have the Kansas City Chiefs as number two and number one, the Cincinnati Bengals, only because of the last, pretty much the last game we played, 27-10. They just absolutely beat the, the they just, they they curb stomped us. They beat us. They beat the brakes off of us. It was bad. It was bad. And to this day, if you're not mad about this game, you know, shake yourself because I'm still mad about that game. I think we're much better. And uh, we, we, we just we didn't we didn't give them what we were supposed to give them. 
We didn't give them what they were supposed to give them. Uh, Tanya says, yo, thank God Roman is gone. Listen, man, Ro- Greg Roman, I think, was given a raw deal. I don't think he was as bad as, as Ravens fans want to make him to be. However, listen, you, you got you, you to gotta li- showcase your quarterback more. Let him throw downfield. Let him do what he's supposed to do. Because if you go back to you mean Louisville, that's what he was doing. He wasn't running all day. It wasn't just a, a centric, a, a run centric team. However, Greg Roman on the flip side was using Lamar to his strengths. Using Lamar to his strength. That's why Todd Munkin being the offensive coordinator now, now we're about to find out, okay, how great can Lamar be? How great? Because we already know he's solid. He's already a, a solid quarterback. But how great can you make him? Now that we've removed an offense that is just kind of based around him and what he does and his skill set. Maybe there won't be too many RPOs. Maybe it's just a lot of three-step, five-step, seven-step. And we got to see, we got to, we got to see him, you mean, sling that rock. So it'll be fun. It'll be, it'll be fun to see what the Cincinnati Bengals and the, the, the Bengals and the Baltimore Ravens bring. It's going to be fun. Seasoned Beast. What's up, Seasoned Beast? So yeah, I appreciate all the responses, but like the men, like the man says, trust the process. It takes time to put all these pieces to win a Super Bowl together. Yes, indeed. You got to trust the process, man. You got to trust it. And uh, when you trust the process, <laughs> good things could happen. Now, the 76ers have been telling us to, to, trust, to trust the process since Joel Embiid was out there. And they ain't really bring anything. So, I don't know. We might have to change our slogan from trusting the process to something else. But for now, we will trust the process. Uh, Mike B. Comes in and gives me a comment. and says, yo, overall, good list, Rico. Ravens, I'm iffy about four to five picks are solid. For sure. If Now, here's my question. If you guys were to remove the Ravens, if let's just say you guys like all that whole list. Dolphins fifth. The Jets at four. Number three is a blank. You guys can put whoever you guys want there. You know what I'm saying? Or you want to move the Jets up, Dolphins up, whatever you guys want to do. And then the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chiefs. I think the Cincinnati Bengals and the Chiefs are one and two. You guys might have it one way or the other, but three, four, five is where it's tough. So give me your give me your five. Obviously, I know who your first two are, but what do you got for your number three? And if it's if it's the Ravens and you don't like the Ravens, who do you put ahead of the Ravens? Do you put the Cleveland Browns ahead of the Ravens? I mean, they are in the same division. Could Cleveland come in and and bypass? the freaking Baltimore Ravens? Do they bypass the, the Cincinnati Bengals? The Cincinnati Bengals even get out of the North? I mean, the last two years, which is a great segue into my new, the, my new uh, topic here, is, is uh, the last two years, if you guys don't realize it, there's been seven new teams that have come in to the playoffs. Seven new teams. So, and it's trending that way. So the real question now is if we have to move on from, and this is, this is where I need your help here, folks. This is a tough one. If, and we're, by the way, we're going to move on to uh next topic uh, tonight, but uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, if you guys are here for the first time and uh, you guys are a Ravens fan or you're a Chiefs fan or Bengals fan, yo, smash that like, because we have content like this going throughout the whole season. And uh, I think you guys will really appreciate it. So smash that like while you guys are in here. If you guys have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. And uh, let's roll. Let's roll. This is the Rico Report. And uh, let's get to it. So uh, my girl Tanya is right back to it. What's up, Tanya? Tanya comes in and says, hey, 
No, Roman. No, Roman was great at as a run game coordinator, but he was limited in the passing game, the passing game schemes. You need balance, and Roman couldn't do it. You need balance, and receivers keep sleeping. Well, you got a new coordinator. You got a. You got some fresh new receivers. We're about to find out what these what these Ravens are really about without Greg Roman. We're gonna see. We're gonna see that through. We're definitely gonna see that through. So, um. My man Kaza has a question. He goes, Yo, Rico, who do you see as RB1 this year, Harris or Cook? Uh, it's going to start off with Cook because they drafted the man. They're going to try to give him all the touches in the world to see what he's got. But eventually, I think it's going to even out. I think it's going to, they're both going to get the same touches, but the meaningful touches are going to go to Damian Harris. And then I think he takes over as a lead back uh, just slightly. Just he'll get a, maybe two or three carries above James Cook, but they'll use them very differently. But I think when you really want something done, You'll probably get Damian Harrison there. So that's my thought. That's my thought. We'll see how that plays out. So uh, next topic here, folks. So I was listening. I was listening to Satellite Radio, and set the uh, I don't I forgot what the show was. I think it was Zig Verkasi. I don't know who it was, but we were we were watching. I'm listening to the show, and they were talking about listen the last three years. I think two years. I think he said there's been seven new playoff teams. Seven new playoff teams. So it goes to tell you. The parity in his league is amazing. I mean, it's not always the same teams making it back. We had seven new playoff teams, both NFC and AFC. So I wanted to kind of take a stab at who the next new batch of seven is going to make the playoffs. So um, that being said, let me scroll on back to my, do I have it? Yes, I do. Let me go back to it. There we go. So obviously, there are some 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 good squads out there, and uh, the way the playoff picture rolls, you saw you saw how it was last year. Um, let me just bring that up again. Give me a moment here. There we go. So just last year, it was Jacksonville. Los Angeles Chargers, Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, and the Miami Dolphins. And obviously, Kansas City was the, the number one seed, and they were able to, to get in there and have that bye, right? On the NFC side, you had Tampa Bay, Dallas, Minnesota, the New York Giants, San Fran, and Seattle. And obviously, Philly had the number one seed, so they got a chance to chill out. So... Who comes in as the new, a new team to 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 kind of bump out another? So sometimes it's not about who's going to be the new team that comes in, but it's more so who is going to be replaced. So when you look at who we have, we had let's go to the AFC South. We got Indianapolis Colts, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, we got the Tennessee Titans, and we've got the Houston Texans. Houston is just not ready yet. They got a rookie quarterback that's going to be running things. They just, they're, they're still in rebuild mode. So I'm going to count them out. You got the Tennessee Titans that very well coached, but they got, they got, they got some issues at quarterback, man. Ryan Tannehill, uh, Malik Willis, and obviously they brought that rookie from Ken, uh, Kentucky, uh, Will Levis, or Will, was it Will Levis or Will Levi? Anyway, so those three, you got those, those guys competing. And who knows how it's going to play out. This is going to be Malik, does Malik Willis take it? Does the veteran and Ryan Tannehill take it? It's going to be tough. So 
in the chat, let me know who you think is going to jump in and be a playoff team. Uh, my girl Tanya's back at it. What's up, Tanya? Rico, the Bills and the 49ers, uh, excuse me, the Bills and the 49ers let Roman go because after the first season, he gets figured out and can't adjust an offense and gets predictable. Why do you think he's anything but starting OC? Um, great relations. I guess he has great relations and uh, he knows football. He knows football. And if you want, and you got to establish your run. But I think it was a matter of he didn't trust, he didn't trust his quarterbacks. And if if you don't trust your quarterbacks to do what you need, or maybe you're just limited at the end of the day. So it's I think it's a bit of both. He didn't trust them to get out. And sometimes, you know what? Let me scrap that. Sometimes it's an arrogance thing too. This is my offense, and this is how I want you to run it. I don't want you deviating. I'm not going to put in a few things. I want it like this, and this is how I want it. And that's how we're going to run it because it's been effective. Look at where I've been, and look at the offenses that I've had. It's always been effective. Just run it the way I want to run it. I could, I think he could be like that. And where they're like, okay, it's just not working out. It's great. But then at one point when we need our, when we need to sling that rock, we're down seven or we're down six and we need to now open up the passing game. You're limited in that regard. Sorry, sir. We got to move on to another, we got to move on to another uh, offensive coordinator. So um, I totally get what you're saying, Tanya. I really do. All right. Uh, so who do we got replacing who? So let me just, let me start with the NFC. I'm going to start with the NFC. The NFC South. We got the Saints. We got... I'm just writing this down. We got the Saints. We got Tampa. Who else we got in the, in the NFC South? Uh, Saints, Tampa. Um, why, am I, why, am I, why am I losing myself? Who else is in there? Saints. Tampa, let me just open it up here. <laughs> I'm getting myself all messed up now. All right, full stand is here. Here we go. Ah, the Panthers. Yes, the freaking Panthers, right? Well, we all know the Panthers ain't going to do much. Uh, no disrespect to the Panthers, but the Panthers are rebuilding. They're in the rebuild mode, and then we've got the Falcons. Thank you very much. I don't know why I just had a, a freaking brain fart. So Saints, Tampa, Panthers, and the Falcons. and when you look at that division, that's a that's muddied. It's very much muddied. I could say the Saints are the favorites to take it. You know what I'm saying? They brought in Derek Carr. Derek Carr's gonna be running things over there. Uh, they clearly lost lost all respect for uh, you know I mean Jameis Winston. Winston is now just relegated to backup, which is sad, but it is what it is. Tampa with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I don't know, man. I talk. Todd Bowl, I, I just don't see he's the Tampa Bay Bucks. I just don't I don't see nothing happen with Tampa Bay. I think they're just gonna be a mediocre team. I could be wrong. Uh I just don't I just don't see it. I don't see it. Panthers, you're out of here. So it's really and the Falcons are the intriguing one. They really spent some money this year and brought in some some guys, and they're gonna give Ritter his opportunity. Um, and it's really between the Saints and the Falcons. And to me, I'm taking the Saints always they always give up a, a good defense. I mean, they always have a great defense, but a run game always sets things up. And they got uh, the Falcons got some some uh, Drake London's going to be doing his thing out there. And uh, obviously, they got their tight end, their big time tight end. But I'm not, I'm just not really impressed with the Panthers or or the the Tampa Bay Bucks. So those two are out for me. 
It's between the Falcons and the Saints. And obviously, there's those. that's a new team going into it. So just for the sake of it, I'm going to go with the Saints uh, because I just – they always have a good defense. The run game is always solid. I don't know what's going to happen with uh, with my man over there, Kamara. But uh, Derek Carr is going to possess a difference. I think he's going to do something over there. I think the Saints take it. But I'm I'm closely paying attention to the Falcons. The Falcons are are – they're close, but it's all about that quarterback. And if I'm going to choose between Ritter and Derek Carr, I'm choosing Derek Carr. But Bijan Robinson being over there, uh, I like that. I like that a lot. So uh, I'm giving the Saints. Saints are going to be the, the one team that gets in. That's a fresh new team. All right? So Saints are in. So then uh, let's stay in the NFC. Let's go to the NFC North. Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit Lions. Who do you like in there? And the Chicago Bears. I mean, the Bears, although they added some pieces, Justin Fields didn't show me enough last year for him to be, I mean, considered like he's gonna he's gonna take that division. And the I think I'm gonna go Detroit, man. I think Detroit finally makes the playoffs. They break the drought that they've they've been on for some time now. I think it was back in 2011. Like, when was it? 2005. When was when was the last time they made it? They made the playoffs when uh, when uh, Caldwell was the head coach. I think they went 11 and five. I just don't remember what year that was, but uh, recent enough that they made the playoffs, and that was it. <laughs> Done. Um, so I'm going with Detroit. Detroit's making it. I like the I like the Lions over Minnesota. Minnesota just they were just a bunch of freaking fakers, man. They won all these games, and then they come in the playoffs and do nothing. Absolutely nothing. They they ended they ended their season just on a down spiral. I don't trust it. And Detroit was on an uptick. So I'm I'm going with Detroit as a second team, new team to make it. Uh the NFC East. Do I see a couple teams making it from there? I mean, obviously the Philly, Philly's gonna make it. It's gonna be the Giants. Actually, yo, they had three teams make it. Philly, NY, and Dallas. So all three of those guys made it. Let me just go on the easy side. Let's go to the, the NFC West. The NFC West right now, you've got Seattle. You've got San Fran, the LA Rams, and the Cardinals. Cardinals are out. I'm not feeling the Cardinals whatsoever. I just I just don't. Uh, they're, they're on the rebuild. They, they ain't going to make it. So let's, let's see what we got with, with the NFC West. So San Fran, they're going to make it again. Seattle was a team that made it as the wild card. Um, uh, and Geno Smith got himself a got himself a card. You know what I mean? He got himself a contract. Do the Rams, can the Rams get back into the playoffs? They lost Jalen Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? And uh, they lost Leonard Floyd. So they, they lost some guys. But do the Rams make it back? Or do we like the, the Seahawks making it back into the playoffs? That's a tough one, man. I like the Rams, but the Rams were just a hot mess last year. And the real question is, does the well Cooper Cup's coming back too? Cooper Cup's coming back. Yo, give me the Rams, man. I think the Rams come back and they 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 show up. I think the Rams are the, the new team that make it into the playoffs for in the NFC. So let, let's kind of travel over to the AFC. So we had Jacksonville, 
We had the Chargers. We had Cincy, Baltimore, Buffalo, Miami, and the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's go to the AFC South. AFC South, Jacksonville, Tennessee, Indianapolis, and the Colts. So Houston's out. Indianapolis, I think they're just going to need – they're, they're going to be raw. I don't think they're going to make it. Um, Tennessee, they went 7-10 and 10 last year as opposed to the Jacksonville going, I mean, 9-8. and eight. So it was really tight. But I like I like Jacksonville to stick it. I think they're going to stay. And um, and uh, I don't think I see anybody else making it. I think everybody gets eliminated from the AFC South. I think Jacksonville makes it, and that's it. I think we'll see the, I think Denver. I think Denver squeaks into the playoffs. I think they they outdo the Vegas, and I think they outdo Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers went 10-7 and seven last year, and new coach Sean Payton, they're getting Javante Williams back. They're getting their receivers back, and uh, the defense is always a good damn defense. So, to me, I got Denver making the playoffs over, oof, this is early, though. I got Denver making it over the Chargers? Maybe the Chargers don't make it, but I'm gonna I gotta I gotta check this out. Uh I say the Jets, the Jets make the playoffs this year. I feel the Jets, they got to. I mean, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you gotta make the playoffs. And um I think uh I think maybe Cleveland. Maybe Cleveland is a team that can make it out of the north. Could they take on the Baltimore Ravens and take out? I mean, ten and seven Baltimore. I mean, look, everybody was pretty damn close, man. Twelve and four Cincy, ten and seven Baltimore. Pittsburgh was nine and eight, and Cleveland was seven and ten. But now you're gonna have Deshaun Watson. I've I've heard I've read good things about Deshaun. I heard he's playing extremely well and he's he's on top of it. So we'll see. <laughs> My man, uh, Mark Mark Krajewski, Krajewski, Mark Krajewski says, "Yo, sorry, Rico Rams." And their F them picks got them one Super Bowl and years of rebuilding. You don't think they're going to make it back in? <laughs> I, I I question Matt Stafford. I think Matt Stafford might be might be we got the best of Matt Stafford. Um, I question Matt Stafford. So if we don't have the Rams make it, is back to Seattle. And I like Seattle. I like Seattle. I think Seattle did good things. Geno Smith did good things. I'd like to see a second year from Geno Geno Smith, but. There were so many things that happened with the Rams. Injuries happening. So it's tough, man. I say Cleveland might be a team that that jumps in and gets it. So one, two, three, four, five, six. We need one more team. One more new team that makes the playoffs. And that's going to be a wild card team. A new team. I'm going to talk about a new team. Could, could the Washington Commanders leapfrog the Giants? Could no, I don't see it. Atlanta, no, I don't see it. Uh, Washington, I don't know, man. Maybe the chart, maybe a new team, Vegas. I don't think Vegas makes it. I don't think Tennessee makes it. Cleveland, Pittsburgh, maybe two teams make it. Maybe two, maybe three teams make it out of uh, out of the north. What do you guys think, man? We need one more team. Jamel tells us to watch out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got to watch out for Pitt. Always got to watch out for Pitt. Pitt is not one that you want to you want to play with, right? My man Scott Blake said, "Yo, Pittsburgh Steelers taking the Central. Pickett, Pickens, second year gonna be fire." You think they can get in there? So, you think it's it's the 
It's the Cleveland and Pittsburgh over Ravens? You think the Ravens don't make it this year? I don't know, folks. I don't know if I can go with that. At least says, yo, it's going to be the Saints, Jets, Rams, new playoff teams. Those are your new playoff teams. I like it. I F with that, actually. The Saint, I have the Saints making. I got the Rams and the Jets. But I need one more. So I got Saints making it, Detroit, the Rams. I got Denver Broncos making it. I got the Jets and Cleveland. I need one more fresh new team. One fresh new team. Do you think the Falcons, do you think I get two teams out of the South? Does that mean that the NFC North is just going to be dog crap? And they just nothing produces from there? I don't know, man. Ravens, Pittsburgh, Browns not making it. You don't like the Browns, huh? Somebody's saying the Bears. The Bears make it. I mean, could we get three teams? Two teams out of a... I, I don't think Green Bay makes it. I think Love is going to be nice, but I don't think it's going to be good enough. This is tough, man. I can't, I can't find a seventh team. Mark says, yo, Rico, check this out. In the NFC, you got the Eagles, 49ers, New England, New Orleans, Detroit, Cowboys, Seahawks, and Giants for 2024. So you got a new team that came in. You got New Orleans and Detroit as your new teams. Okay, so what about the NFC? I mean, the AFC. And I'm only following because the last two years, there's been seven new teams that have made the playoffs. So I'm following the trend. If there are going to be seven new teams that make the playoffs this year, we got to pick them. So you got to let me know what you're thinking. And we got one more. So right now I got the Saints, the, the Lions, the Rams, the Broncos, the Jets, Cleveland. Cleveland got eliminated last year. So we got to think of one more eliminated team. One more. Give me one more eliminated team and then we got it. And Mark, you got the NFC down. What do you got in the AFC? This is where it becomes tough. So right now I've got three I got three on each side, man. Three NFC teams, and I got three AFC teams. I have a feeling it's going to be another NFC team that makes it. And I think if I'm going to pick an NFC team, it's going to be a wild card, and there's going to be a three. There's going to be two, two guys that jump. You know what? I'm going to go with Falcons. I'm going to I'm going to say the Falcons. We're gonna we're gonna have the Saints and Falcons make it out of the playoffs, um, and get into the postseason. I could be way, way the F off, but let's go for it, man. So new, new seven team entered into the, into these, uh, into the, uh, the playoffs this year coming up. So saints will take the, uh, the lead. They're going to win the division in the South. Uh, I've got, I got Detroit winning the division in the North. That sounds super weird for me to say that Got Detroit winning it in the North. I got the Rams in the West and they're going to be a wild card team, obviously. And, uh, am I saying the Minnesota Vikings are out? That's tough. If I can't, I can't, I'm saying I'm taking Detroit. I think green Bay is out. Green Bay is out. I think Minnesota maybe goes in. Uh, I got the Rams. I got Denver as a wild card team. They're obviously not going to be winning in that game. So they, they become a wild card team and charges probably still make it or do they? If I have Denver making it, that means Chargers are out. <laughs> and this is a three, and that's those three teams make it Chargers, Denver, and them. This is gonna be tough, man. This is gonna be tough, folks. This is gonna be tough. Let me see what Scott Blinkley's got. Scott, what's up, Scott? Scott says, yo, I got the Bills, Jets, Finns, KC, Bengals, Chargers, Steelers. 
So Steelers are getting in. The Steelers are getting in. All right. I like it. So if I take out the Falcons, it's going to be three NFC North teams making it. So it's going to be Cleveland, Pittsburgh. How about the Bengals? Nah, man. They got the Bengals, Ravens, and Cleveland making it. I got Cleveland over Pittsburgh. I think I think Deshaun Watson is going to put it together this year. I think he's going to go back to the old Deshaun Watson with Amari Cooper, uh, with with you know I mean Nick Chubb. I think they they really put it together. So I'm I'm going to go with the Falcons, man. Those are my seven teams. I'm going to go for there. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll tweak it afterwards. So I have Saints winning the division. I got Detroit as a as a division winner or maybe a, a wild card. I got the Rams wild card, Denver wild card, Jets wild card. Uh, Cleveland a wild card, and obviously the Falcons are be a wild card team. They're gonna be like the second team that comes in. So that's it, folks. I think that's uh I think that's a decent little squad. So those are your seven new teams. Now, I'm only basing this off of the radio, the radio uh the show that I was listening to, and they were talking about like, listen, the last seven, the last two years, there's been seven new teams that made the playoffs, both NFC and AFC. There's been seven new teams. So I'm trying to listen. If the trend is going that way, let's see if it trends that way. Maybe it's not going to be that way, but I think I see the Saints, Detroit, Rams, Denver, Jens, the Jets, Cleveland, Falcons. There it is. That's done. Uh, Scott Blakely, what's going? What's going on, Scott? Scott says, uh, "Give me the Bills, Bengals, Chiefs, Jags." He forgot the Jags, and he says the Finns, the Chargers, and the Steelers. Can't forget the Jags, man. But I have the Jags making that that playoff in the AFC in the AFC South. So I think it's just going to be one team that makes it out of it alive. And that'll be the Jags. Tennessee's just not there. And Texans not happening. So that's it, man. So, um, Oh, I got Mark, Mark jumping in. What's up, Mark? Mark says, okay, seasoned. I think the Eagles are the best in the NFC, but Chris Berman has been calling for the bills versus 49ers for 30 plus years. But I want to beat the Cowboys for payback. Listen, this is, this is a whole lot of teams you want to beat for payback. But the, if you're going to go to the Super Bowl against any team, you know what? It would be nice. It'd be nice to face the Cowboys <laughs> in the in the in the Super Bowl and whoop that ass. That'd be nice. I think I, I think I, I think I mess with you with that one. I think it's nice. Redskins. I mean, the commanders ain't going to make it. But I kind of sneaky like the, the commanders to kind of sneak in somewhere in this whole playoff thing. Right. If, the, if it's not the Falcons, maybe it's the. Maybe it's the maybe it's the Washington Commanders, man. You know what? I kind of like the Washington Commanders to make that because Washington is is low key a decent team. So, yo, let me let me scratch the Falcons out, man. Falcons out. The Washington Commanders are in. I think I think they do some good things. I think they're well coached. I think they got some good weapons on that team, and uh, they're they're really going behind Sam Howell. So, uh, we'll see. Ritter, I'm not sold on Ritter, but I love Bijan. And I love what they got going over there with the Falcons and all the guys they brought over there. But let me, I'm going to go Washington, man. That's going to be my, my sleeper pick. Washington sneaks into the playoffs and we go from there. So, folks, that's it for me tonight. I really hope you guys appreciated this show. Uh, we touched on the top five teams that will be a pest for the Bills. And um, and uh, go ahead and, and uh, go over that. Tell me if you guys like it. If you don't, and uh, you know what I mean? Argue with me. Challenge me. You know what I'm saying? Hit me up on Twitter. Facebook, whatever you guys want, and let's let's get into it. And then last but not least, seven new playoff teams coming into this year. Uh, I think uh, 
I think we got. I think we nailed this, man. I think we nailed this one. So I'm a, I'm gonna leave it at that. I think Washington sneaks in somehow, some way, and uh, it'll be fun if they do because they got some sneaky good players in that squad. I'm looking forward to it. So um, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Obviously, you guys have much better things to do on a Tuesday evening, but you came in, you rock with your boy, and it never goes unnoticed. Always appreciate it. And uh, we're getting through this together, folks. We are getting through this offseason, this dry offseason together. Uh, I do have a small, I mean, a hint of an announcement to make that we've got something new coming your way uh, on this channel, on this YouTube channel. Um, and uh, it's going to be some new content. And uh, it'll, be at a, it'll, be, it'll be interesting. I'm going to just leave it at that way. And we'll, we'll start giving you the promo of what's going to happen. Uh, I'm excited for it and uh, we'll make it work. I think it's going to be, I think everybody's going to be thrilled about this. So uh, that being said, I'm out of here. Appreciate y'all. It's always a great one. And until next time, it's your boy Rico. Enjoy your evening and we'll catch you on the flip side. And until next time, it's your boy and I'm gone. Have yourself a great night. Catch you on the flip side. Peace. Let's go. Let me get my banner up. Get you out of here. Let's go, folks. Have yourself a great night. Peace. you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, 
and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.